0: Hey
1: guys, welcome back to this push podcast. I'm Jake.
0: And I'm also Jake. Jake, it's been a little while. Welcome back to episode 101.
1: Welcome back. How are you?
0: Doing well. So today, we're going to talk about, we're going to give our MLB free agent predictions and some waiver wire pickups. Anything else you want to talk about, Jake? I think that's
1: going to be pretty much it.
0: All right. So, I mean, I guess we could jump right into our... uh, our free agent prediction. So, Jake, let's start with catchers. Where do you see Wilson Contreras going this offseason?
1: You know, I think there are a bunch of teams that can use a catcher, but just looking at news and, re- and some just, you know, stuck on, I think the Bo- Boston could be a team that might want him. So, I'm, I'm going to the Red Sox.
0: I, li- I like that, Jake. So, I'm going to go with uh, the San Francisco Giants. As my prediction, they have a whole at catcher, and they're definitely going to be spending big this offseason. They're linked to a bunch of big guys already, so uh, that's where that's where I, I see him going. So next we got Mike Zunino, one of Jake's favorite players. So I do uh,
1: like some Mike Zunino. You know, I'm gonna say a team that lost the Yankees in the playoffs. I'm gonna go to the Cleveland Guardians.
0: I like that. Add some. That's some veteran catch, catching depth. So, for me, I, I'm going to say the Mariners because they they had the experiment with Kirk Casale last year. I think they'll essentially do the same thing, but essentially just replace him with Zunino, a big power guy. And that's my prediction.
1: And next up, we got Omar Narvaez. I think there's two things. You either... Re-sign with Milwaukee, or I think the team where I think maybe the Chicago Cubs could go and get him.
0: That's exactly who my prediction was. He's gonna be the filler for uh
1: for Contreras,
0: uh, Contreras, yeah, and just serve there the next couple of years. So next, uh, we have a Yankee legend, Gary Sanchez. Jake, where is gonna Gary Sanchez gonna sign?
1: Um, I, I honestly don't know. He's a veteran catcher with not much to do. So I'm just going to say we will get him back for a year maybe. But, I mean, I, I really don't know.
0: For me, I have him going to the Boston Red Sox as their guy. You know, he's maybe a platoon with Connor Wong. Connor Wong, a young guy. Has fully, still hasn't fully developed yet. But, yeah, that's that's I feel like that's a great fit. Some power and Fenway there. Hit a lot of home runs for them. Next, we have Christian Velasquez. Jake, what, what do you think?
1: I'm going to go back to Houston. You know, he's very he, – he might as well go back up Maldonado another year. Good defensive catcher. An offensive catcher for Basquez.
0: Yeah, so for me, I'm going to go with the St. Louis Cardinals. They're in need of a catcher. And uh, see, I see them getting him, you know. Veteran guy, play good defense, solid hitter. And we have Tucker Barnhart, Jake. What do you think? I'm going to go hmm,
1: – this is tough. I'm going to go – go, I want to say Pittsburgh. I was looking at this and they seem interested, but they have Henry Davis. I'm not sure if they'll go after him. So I'm going to say Tucker Tucker Barnhart goes back to um, Detroit.
0: Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. I think keep him good veteran locker room guy and good presence. So uh, okay, that's going to be it for catchers. We're gonna do a few first basemen. There's a we're gonna do let's do like a few. So Jose Abreu, first guy. I think he's gonna re-sign. I didn't realize he's that as old as he is. He's thirty six years old. But I would say maybe in a one or two year deal, return to the south side, you know, and provide some power. Some good. he brings he's a run producer, so he'll he'll stay around.
1: You know, I think that White Sox might not re-sign him. I think you know got Andrew Vaughn going in there. He's young. A Brave's getting older. I think I think Chicago might target him. Just get a big time freedom signing.
0: Next guy, Anthony Rizzo, no brainer. He's going back to the Yankees. You know. I don't think
1: that... Yeah, Rizzo's gonna stay Yank. And we need him. We'll give three him like a three left three
0: year three left. year deal, something like that.
1: Yeah. Next we got Josh Bell. Oh. Josh, Josh Bell is a it's a tough one. Oh, I got, once again, I got. It looks like the Cubs are going after him and these and these are things I'm looking at, but I'm going to say that hmm, I think I'm going to go Houston. You know, Yuli Gurriel is getting very old. I'm, I'm going to go Josh Bell to Houston.
0: Same exact pick. Uh, is it, the, it makes too much sense. You know, essentially just Trey Mancini replacement. Just maybe upgrade a little bit there. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Next, we have Brandon Bell. This one also a no-brainer. I would say he returns to San Francisco on a one-year deal, maybe last yeah. year of his career.
1: I, I totally agree. I mean, just it just makes too much sense, you know. Great veteran, great presence. Been with San Francisco forever, I don't see him leaving.
0: Next, we have Yuli Guriel. And I think Astro is also picking back up. You know, they have Bell DH and him play first one-year deal for him I don't really see him playing anywhere else at that age
1: yeah I mean he's 38 years old and no one's gonna go after and pay him good money so I think he'll stay there they will give him a one-year option he'll he'll go back there he'll just he'll just stay in Houston for his last year's career
0: so Jesus Aguilar I see him going to like a team like a, not a great team so he can get a lot of at-bats and I feel like the Pittsburgh Pirates Feel that void is like a DH, even though they just acquired G Man Choi. Maybe build a platoon there. I think that makes a lot of sense.
1: You know, Jesus Aguilar is a tough one. You know, I'm gonna say he goes, I really don't know, Swall. I'm just gonna say send him. Uh, this is this is actually pretty tough. I'm gonna say he goes back to um, what's called to Miami but I really don't know
0: yeah he actually like Miami kind of went. he went he was on Baltimore for a little that was weird I don't know maybe they'll bring him back but last first baseman uh Carlos Santana I mean he he was good for the Mariners I would say they bring him back on a one one year deal serviceable guy there at first
1: I mean yeah he's 36 now he is super old no one's going after him just I say he stays with um, Seattle.
0: All right, second base, the big one, Gene Segura. Jake, I have a bold pick. I say, I would say Bogarts is gone. They moved store to short, and they signed Gene Segura to play second. Give me Gene Segura to the Boston Red Sox.
1: You know, I'm just looking at some stuff right now. You know, there's really no news on any team that being super, um, going after as Adam now but I'm going go with my predict- predictions just give him a give him like a three year deal back to Philly.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, Adam Fraser next guy. I like the Blue Jays, you know, to add a contact bat. You know, I think that's a good fit.
1: You know, I'm going to go to I'm going go to St. Louis for Adam Fraser.
0: Mm-hmm. So Josh Harrison this guy can fit essentially at any team. He brings utility presence. I like the I like him going to the New York Yankees, Jake, to add a nice bat bench bat. He start start if there's injuries, he could play essentially everywhere. So I like the Yankees for Josh Harrison.
1: Interesting, you know. Hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm going go Washington Nationals. Returning. I'm saying return I'd say either return to Washington or um uh, I don't know. I really don't know. He's not gonna go back to Chicago.
0: Yeah, they they, they declined his options, so it's likely. Yeah. So uh Cesar Hernandez.
1: You no, know, he's also aging hells here right now. He's thirty two, so you know
0: just on the just on the nets I I like him. I like him re-signing. Uh, just one more year of him. Maybe a trade deadline piece for them. Yeah. For
1: Cesar Hernandez. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, uh, what, you said Nationals? Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, you just need to re-sign. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll re-sign. Re-sign, yeah.
0: That last guy, Ruth I like him going to the Mariners. I like him going to the Mariners to add some depth there.
1: Ruth Neddor is a Yankee legend. I'm going to say Odor. I mean, he could go anywhere. I mean, he's just a random, well-contact piece. I'm not going to say Baltimore, because I don't think he's going to resign. But he's still 28. He's he's fairly young. I mean, he's not that old. So I'm going to go. Odor goes and plays some seasons. Also, Colorado. All
0: right, let's go to shortstop. This is a big, big, big position, Jake. Starting off strong with Trey Turner. Uh, Trey? Trey Turner. You know, people are saying the Phillies, but I don't think that's who they get. I think he goes back to the Dodgers, and not people are not going to like that, but I think that's what's bound to happen.
1: You know... I'm gonna go. Hmm, there's three teams screaming at me: it's Phillies, Cardinals, and Dodgers. You know, I'm gonna go back to I'm gonna go back to LA. He's a big and piece, Carlos,
0: Carlos Correa. My Ooh. pick. He's going to the Orioles, and he's gonna that's be their their shortstop for the next ten years or so. Eight, 10 yeah, years. That's what
1: I have. I'm gonna say Correa to um, Baltimore.
0: Next, we have Xander Bogarts. I really don't like this, but I have him going to the Phillies as Dave yeah. Brasky connection. That's, yeah, that's my prediction. Well, I don't think he's
1: going to stay with Boston. I'm going to go Xander Bogarts. Um, huh, this is, this is tough. You know, I'm gonna go with that Bogarts goes down to i'm gonna go to I'm gonna go Atlanta go Braves
0: she so no no Swanson, no Swanson. I actually have next guy is Swanson. I have him re-signing. I feel like after the year he just had you gotta get that done
1: and he is a beast, so I'm gonna go Swanson
0: leaves now I'm gonna go
1: Dansby Swanson. Is going to – I mean, now looking at it, a lot of these things, say he's going to resign, so – Maybe I'm just sure. So I'm going to say he resigns. I would move Correa to somewhere else. I would say – I would move um Bogart to somewhere else.
0: So what what would you say for that? Like, twins maybe? Yeah. All right, then the last guy I would do is Elvis Andrews. I actually see him staying with the White Sox after how well he played for them down the stretch. Um.
1: Yeah, Alexander is very old now. I'm sorry, resign. I mean, yeah.
0: Let's go to the third base. Okay. Uh, First guy, Justin Turner. I see him going to the Milwaukee Brewers. Add a guy there, you know, good fit there. I going to go. I really don't want to see JT
1: leave LA. I mean, he's been there for so long, though. So I'm, I'm gonna, I, he's just really not a big piece, he's not a big piece of team anymore. He's 3-7 though, so he he can add some veteran leadership to wherever he really wants to go. But I, I'm I'm gonna have to say re-sign the Dodgers, finish his career, career there. Next guy,
0: Jake Brandon Drury. I see him re- staying on the Padres. Need to keep a bat like him. He has a lot of power and can play a lot of positions. Makes too much sense for him not to go back.
1: I mean, Drury's had a monster year with San Diego. And, you know, I'm either going go to go Seattle or back to San Diego. I'm, I'm going to go San Diego, though.
0: Right, And the last guy I would do is Evan Longoria. Uh, I see him going back to the Giants on a one-year deal. So, uh, yeah, just br- bring him back. No reason not to. He's liked in the clubhouse, and he could produce pretty well.
1: Yeah, I'm going to long go back to San Fran. They're just going to give him a cheaper deal. I think that's why they declined it.
0: So, uh, let's go to the outfield. Left field, Jake, Joey Gallo. You know, you love him. I know you're, I'm kidding, but uh, Joey Gallo, Jake. I feel like he he goes to – this is a tough one, but I'm going to say – he goes back to the Dodgers on a one-year deal. And they they continue to, you know, bring him back to his old self uh, and have him play in Dodger Stadium, which worked out well for him. I'm going to go back to L.A. as well. Next guy, Andrew Benatendi. I have him leaving the Yankees, Jake. I have him going to the Chicago White Sox. They need outfielders, and he fits. He's gonna fit really well in that outfield. I feel like, and I, that makes a lot of sense for me. Mm,
1: okay. I'm gonna go back to I'm gonna go back to Yankees just as a boss fan, but I really hope they get him back. They swarm. They need him.
0: Next guy, we have Adam Duval. I also I see him staying with the Braves. You know, he's been a mainstay there for the last few years, and think why not just bring him back again.
1: You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Toronto. I'm gonna go Blue Jays.
0: Mm, I like that. David Peralta, Jake.
1: I mean, he's all another. Guy. I have the Cubs getting
0: him. The Cubs are gonna overpay for him, and
1: David Peralta is getting all now. Um. Yikes. Uh. Let's see. Do I think that? Um. Or that Tampa will bring him back. Probably probably not. But I mean he's just no one's gonna want to overpay for him. So I'm gonna say that, that Tampa gives him a really cheap offer. He takes it.
0: We're gonna do a few more here. Uh Jock Peterson. Jake, first one for my team. He's he's going to the Mets. And it makes a lot of sense because we need a we need a big power bat. And he could also play be a starting outfielder if we lose Nemo, but he he just makes sense f- for him to either come to play D- play DH or play left. So that's my first Mets prediction for myself for for my team. You no,
1: know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down. I'm gonna go to Washington Nationals.
0: Jock Peterson. Interesting, Jake. Not a team I, I. That's not a team I would expect to get him, but I like I like the prediction. Okay, so we'll do we'll do a couple more. We'll do Jurickson Profar. There's no reason the Padres should resign him. He was big for them in the playoffs, and you know that perfect fit to stay.
1: Yeah, Profar back to
0: San Diego. And then we'll do. And then we'll do. Let's do center field now. My guy Brandon Nimmo. I hate, I really hate to do this, but I don't see him staying. I see him going to the Colorado Rockies and getting a massive deal. And... No, I'm going to go Seattle
1: Mariners. You know, it looks like they've shown a lot of interest into him. I'm going to go Seattle. Next
0: guy, Kevin Kiermaier. I have him also going to the White Sox. They're going to add two outfielders, and he'll be the defensive outfielder. He could play a corner or center, so yeah. He's a guy that will
1: get someone will overpay for him. I don't know who though. He's real. He's getting. He's thirty two. Didn't have a phenomenal year of Tampa. You know, I'm gonna go a team like, look go at the White Sox. Pick him up.
0: All right, so next guy. Actually, there's not not any more notable center fielders. So. Let's do a bunch of right fielders, and here he is, Jake, the big fish, Aaron Judge, who will be signing with the New York Yankees. He'll he'll yeah. he'll stay put. After much thinking, I feel like they gotta re-sign him, and I think it will happen. I don't. I want him to go to the Giants, though. But he's he's staying. Giant Yanks can give him that ten year deal. He's a Yank. Next guy, Mitch Haniger, is a New York Met. Second Met prediction: they add Haniger to play the outfield and Jock will DH. So yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense from that perspective. Haniger, it wasn't great last year, but he has shown that he' very serviceable outfielder out there. Next, who do you think, Jake? You know,
1: Mitch Haniger. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to Seattle. Go back to Seattle.
0: Will Myers. For me, Will Jake. My- I see him going to the Orioles. They're gonna add some, some more veterans there. It's a good bat. You know,
1: I'm I'm gonna go Pittsburgh right here. Just
0: bring someone in. Next guy is Tyler Naquin, Jake. Member the New York, who was a member of the New York Mets didn't do anything that impressive for us so I don't see us bringing him back and the team I see him going to is the Cleveland Guardians as a as a fourth outfielder there I think it's a good fit
1: you know I'm, I'm gonna go with the Cubs just uh they gotta add an outfielder I mean nothing too spectacular in naked one but this guy's they gotta get someone
0: Next guy, former Met, Michael Conforto, close to my heart. Didn't play last season, and he's going to the world champions. He's going to be a Houston Astro.
1: Astro. Okay. You know, I'm going to go that Michael Conforto is going to be a New York Met. I think he's
0: going to reunite with them. Ooh. Okay. All right, let's do DHs, and then we have the pitchers after that. Jay Martinez is a big, big DH. You know, a lot of teams are going to be calling him his name, be like, "You want to play for us? Uh. So with that being said, I have a really sleeper team getting him. I have the Miami Marlins getting him. The Marlins are going to be trying to add a lot of power this offseason, and I think this is one of the guys they end up adding.
1: No, I hate to say it since you're a Mets fan, but this team that comes down from Georgia might want to add a power hitter. Think I'm so. I'm good. At the Braves. I'm good. At the Braves.
0: All right next, Michael Brantley. I'm going Blue Jays. You know, I feel like Teoscar might be gone. To be honest with you, so they add him, who's very serviceable.
1: Michael Brantley is way more serviceable. He's a very solid player. I mean. I don't really know why Houston let go of him because I mean i th- I think they're gonna bring him- I think I'm mean, they're gonna bring him back. I'm gonna go Brantley back to Houston um back to Houston.
0: next we have Matt Carpenter, Jake. he's going back to the big Apple of New York. He's gonna be a New York Yankee. no, no reason for them not not to keep him. He is a yank. I mean, he
1: loves us. we love him. He played great for us until he broke his foot. He's gonna be a yank
0: next. Andrew McCutcheon. Austin Red Sox, Jake. Backup. Maybe he could start a little, he could he could DH, he could do it all. Let's say Andrew McCutcheon to the Red Sox. I'm gonna go back to Milwaukee. All right. We'll do uh one more Trey Mancini. Jake, I think Cubs getting him. I think it's it works. That works as a fit.
1: Yeah, know, well, I think this this little thing of of Houston's no long, and I, I'm I'm going agree with you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to um, Cubs. Go to Chicago.
0: All right, Jake, We got pitchers now, and there's gonna be a lot of them now. Wow, look at this, Jake. We won't. We will do it. We'll do. We won't do that many, but we'll do some of the notable guys.
1: You know, I'll go, I'll go first. Carlos Rodon, and I'm gonna go. I'm saying the Mets lose out on the ground, but they bring in Rodon.
0: Okay. I don't see the Mets getting him. I see him going to the Texas Rangers. Uh, They give him a huge deal at, at starting pitching there. Next, we have Clayton Kershaw. He, he's a Dodger. He can't be anywhere else.
1: He can't leave. He can't leave. They can't let him leave. He's a Dodger.
0: All right. Jake, Jacob Degrom, where is he going? Well, he's not going anywhere. He is gonna be a Met for the next four years, I would say. He, he's not going no, anywhere. No, he's, gonna,
1: he's gonna be a Texas Ranger. He's gonna be on that Ranger squad. They're gonna overpay for him. They're gonna give him a five-year deal, and they're going to give him way too much money.
0: All right, let's try. Let's try to go by these quick. Nathan Ivaldi, back to Boston.
1: Follow you back to Boston as well.
0: Chris Bassett back to the Mets.
1: Bassett back to the Mets.
0: Tyler Anderson back to the Dodgers.
1: Tyler Anderson, yeah, back. To, I'm actually I'm gonna go Angels. Go Angels.
0: Right, Justin Verlander back to the Astros.
1: Verlander's gotta be an Astro. Nowhere else. Kyle
0: Gibson, this interesting one. Oh, L.A. Angels. L.A. Angels. I'm going to go back to Philadelphia. Corey Kluber, reunion with the Guardians, even though he gave them – even though the Braves uh, blew their season to them. But Corey Kluber, Chicago Cubs. Okay. Martin Perez is going to get a bag from the L.A. Angels.
1: Martin Perez uh... – Ooh, I'm gonna go oh it looks like 15 minutes ago that he got a quality offer from the Rangers. Um so we'll I'm see if go. he takes
0: that. He probably won't take it.
1: Uh, I'm okay. I'm gonna say Texas for now, I guess. I I don't know. Uh
0: Shamanaya. I'm gonna go with the Giants. Shamanaya?
1: Shamanaya, I let's go Baltimore. Jose Quintana.
0: Jose Quintana. I'm gonna
1: go with um, the
0: I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves on this one.
1: Jose Quintana. I'm going to go with Saint, back St. Louis.
0: Jamison Tyone. I got the the Chicago White Sox signing him.
1: Jamison Tyone. I'm going to go back to the Penn Stripes.
0: Ty, Ty Weezy Taiwan Walker. is going to go to the Boston Red Sox. They're going to add some more starting pitching.
1: Taiwan Walker, I want to stay back to the Mets. I'm going to go back to the Mets if they lose out on the ground. They have to get him back at least.
0: All right, let's do uh, Ross Stripling. I see the Yankees getting him as a Jameson Tyon replacement.
1: Ross Stripling. I'm going to go back to Toronto.
0: Zach Granke. He's staying put with the Royals.
1: Zach Granke, I think.
0: I'm going to go Yanks. All right, we'll do a couple more here. Andrew Heaney, back to the Dodgers. Andrew
1: Heaney, back to the Dodgers.
0: Syndergaard, uh, Detroit
1: Tigers. Noah Syndergaard, I'm going to go back to Philadelphia.
0: And Trevor Williams is is re
1: signed with the Mets. Trevor Williams, back to the Mets.
0: He was great for us last year. I just ended up with some closing pitchers. We'll do all... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, There's too many to do here. Okay. Craig Kimbrell, Detroit Tigers.
1: Craig Kimbrell. I'm gonna go... Oof. I'm going back to Arizona. I'm gonna... I'm gonna go Arizona. Kelly Jansen, not even a
0: question. He's going back to the Braves.
1: Kelly Jansen back to Atlanta.
0: Taylor Rogers. Oof. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Philadelphia Phillies. I'm
1: gonna go. Oof. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh.
0: Oh shit! Sorry. Um. Andrew Chafin. New York Met. He's a New York Met. I'm. It's been rumored for a couple years and I think it comes to fruition.
1: Yes, right now, yeah. Andrew Chaffin to the Mets.
0: Michael Fulmer is gonna go back to the Twins.
1: Michael Fulmer. I'm gonna go Toronto.
0: Chris Chris Martin to the LA Angels. I'm
1: gonna go Angels as well.
0: Chad Green, another Angel.
1: Ooh, if you say Chai Green to the I'm going to go Chai Green back to New York.
0: And we got Rafael Montero. I think the Astros get a nice contract for him to stay.
1: Oh, yeah. Montero back to, back to the Astros, no doubt.
0: Um, Adam Adevino, I'm going to say back to the Mets as well.
1: I'm going to go Ott is going to be, I'll say the Mets bring him back.
0: All right. Richard Blyer is gonna stay with the Marlins. He's been a nice lefty for them.
1: Richard Blair back. To, I'm gonna go back to Miami.
0: Right, David Robertson, hmm. LA Dodgers. Yeah, he was a short. He
1: was a short time spent with the Yanks. Let me go, David Robertson. Let's go. Let's go back to New York Mets this time, though.
0: Ooh, I like it. Seth Lugo is next. Houston Astros.
1: Okay, Lugo is gonna finally go somewhere new. And uh, let's go Lugo to the Cubs.
0: Uh Trevor May, Mr. Fortnite Man. Why won't you come on the podcast? You keep keep ignoring us. But Pete he... He'll go, like, to the Oakland A's or something. He's going to go somewhere. We want Oakland A's for him. Um, I'm going to say, let's go Diamondbacks. Archie Bradley is a Cincinnati Red, in my opinion.
1: Archie Bradley, I'm going to go Angels.
0: Let's do Robert Suarez, Very underrated reliever from from the Padres. I see the Yankees going out and making a nice signing there. I like that i'll go to still right so that's gonna end our free agent pr- predictions hopefully i get more right than he does not happening Do one. Hey, hey guys, guys what's, what's up welcome, welcome back, back to the switch, switch podcast, podcast. i'm, I'm jake. jake and i'm also jake and today we have a very very special episode uh yeah, 15-year NBA veteran, CJ Miles. CJ, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. How are you doing?
2: I'm good, man. How y'all? Y'all doing good? Yeah, we're doing, we're good. doing great.
1: So, first <laughs> of all, how's your day been? How have you been in the past, ever <laughs> since you retired from the, the NBA? NBA? How have you
2: been? I've been good, you know. Um, just enjoying my time with my family. I got two little kids. I got two little girls. So, I'm um, enjoying, you know, being able to take them to school, picking them up from school, being around a little bit more. Um you know, time with my family, my parents, you know, all of that.
0: So we're ready to jump into the questions.
1: Yeah. So our first question for you, CJ, is what got you into basketball?
2: Um, my! I used to see both my parents play all the time. So I used to go – my parents used to go play pickup, my mom and my dad. They used to go, and I used to go watch them play. Um and, like, just, you know, a lot of my family played, and I just fell in love with it from an early age, four or five. <clears throat> and then I just, you know, just it became like an obsession, basically.
0: So uh were there, like, any NBA players you were a fan of growing up, like you liked watching or maybe, like, you wanted to be like?
2: Uh, I mean, of course, like, my age, I grew up in the Michael Jordan era, so Michael Jordan, obviously. But, like, I was real big fans of Penny Hardaway, uh, Grant Hill, wow. Um, Ray Allen, Um, those are like three guys that were like outside of Michael Jordan were like my guys. We lost the sound.
0: All right, so uh, I'll fill in for this question. So growing up, did you have a a favorite NBA team?
2: Um, Growing up, I didn't have a favorite team. Um, I just enjoyed watching. I was just kind of, you know, any, any time I could sit down and cause we didn't have um, not to sound like an old person, but we couldn't watch every game. Like we couldn't get on the internet and get all the streaming. So anytime I could get in front of it and I could when it was on NBC on Sundays and um, any time in the week I could catch one or whatever it was, like, I, I just was planted in front of the TV. And
0: then, so, uh, what was it like getting drafted by the Jazz in the second round out of high school? So, what was it like, like getting the call that you were going to the NBA? What was it just like hearing your name called? What was that like for you?
2: Um, it was crazy. Like it's still an indescribable feeling because you know you spend your whole life, you know, with a dream, with a with a goal, and for it to happen that soon, you know, it kind of, kind of, it kind of came really fast. Um, you know, I I I always thought I had a chance to make it. I never thought that I wasn't going to I just I didn't know it was going to happen that way and I feel like once that ball started rolling at the um the middle of my senior year like it kind of everything went really fast after that but it was great All my family was at the house um we were at my, at my at my home in Dallas and everybody was there and got to witness it and we all ate and you know celebrated had a good time and then next thing you know I was in Salt Lake City
1: What was that whole like recruitment process like? We know that you gave up your college commitment to Texas. Can you explain why and how that recruitment process was and like your thinking to transition right to the NBA?
2: So um I so first of all, like just going through the recruitment process of college was was a lot at that time. And I wanted to just enjoy my senior year of high school, which is why I decided to make my decision before basketball season started my senior year and I signed with Texas and did all that. I had no idea that the NBA was even on the table. (laughs) And then the end of my senior year, my dad and my high school coach sit me down and, you know, just kind of re break everything down. And um, I can still go do workouts for teams without giving up my eligibility. uh, As long as I don't sign with an agent. So I go work out for some teams, which includes Utah, which includes some other teams twice. I think Denver twice, LA a bunch of places um and I get guaranteed by three teams that they're going to take me if I'm still on the board so that's what makes my decision easier to stay because you know I felt like if I got there I was going to stick because I was a worker um I just needed to and I felt like the learning curve um I felt like I could I felt like I would want to learn from the professionals more than anything like I was I was going to college to get there. It was just a step I got to skip.
0: So, like, what was it like transitioning from high school to the NBA? You know, it's obviously a really big jump. Obviously, the competition is so much better. So, like, what was it like, like going into the NBA?
2: No, the hardest part in the beginning wasn't so much the basketball. It was so much just – um the the lifestyle like you know I was a kid like and everybody I was with like the league was older back then there was still like a bunch more vets so there weren't a lot of guys like me like I was the youngest guy on my team for three years in a row even after the drafts so um it was just you know a lot of long time a lot of gym time by myself a lot of um and then dealing with not playing um just because I was the I was the rook and I was 18 i just turned 18 and there were veterans on that team that no matter if i outplayed them in practice and in whatever or not it wasn't going to matter because their experience was always going to trump the trust they were going to give me that was the hardest part um just you go from (laughs) excuse me you go from being the best player on the basketball court your whole life to not even playing
1: so what was it like playing for so many NBA teams throughout your career and just like going from one team to another and, and like getting a collier and go from this team to the next? And like, what was it like for, in your experience playing so many different teams?
2: Um, well, in my, I was, it was different because I wasn't like, I was until the end of my career when I got hurt, I was with every team for like multiple years. So like I was in Utah for seven years. I was in Cleveland for two. I was in Indiana for three. So I had, really good stints and made really good relationships. I didn't feel, it didn't feel so much of like a whirlwind. Like I didn't get traded. My first time being traded was at the end of my career when I got hurt or no, from Toronto to DC. That was the first time I got, oh, Toronto to Memphis, I'm sorry. That was, then I got traded twice in like two, some, in a in a year, but before that, the first 15 years, I had never been traded. So um, it didn't get crazy until the end when I kind of bounced around a, a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse so me.
0: what would you say your favorite part about playing the NBA was like, what was that? What was just your, like your favorite part about it?
2: I mean, it was, I was playing basketball. Like um, people used to ask me how I was doing every day and I would be like, man, I play basketball for a living. Like I don't really know how much better it gets than that. You know, like obviously there's, you know, there's things that come with it, but like at the end of the day, the grand scheme of things, like I was playing basketball, I was doing the same thing I had been doing since I was five years old.
1: Who do you think was like the toughest NBA player that you ever had to guard?
2: Um, the toughest. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Kobe's in that on that list, uh Kevin Durant's on that list, LeBron's on that list, Kyrie's on that list. Um I mean, there's there's plenty of guys we can go through. The first guy that really gave me like the blues was Rip Hamilton because he never stopped running. Just ran the whole time, and everybody's screening for him. And I just remember being exhausted. And my coaches, my coach uh, Phil Johnson, actually, he, was, he laughed at me after the game because he said that I looked like Rip Hamilton trying to guard Jeff Hornacek when he first came to league.
1: That's funny because I'm a UConn fan, so Rip Hamilton like was one of my was one of my is one of my favorite all time players. And he's he's one the he's a really really good defense. He's a really really like really good offensive player back when mm-hmm. he played. So we're gonna go more into this, like some more rapid fire questions now. And our first is what do you think your favorite moment in your career is?
2: Um favorite moment besides being drafted. Oh, I don't know. Um there's a few. Like I I mean, right off the top of my head, there's two. I had two times I broke three point records um in games or three times, and I had 40 like a day before my birthday one year, which is my career high at the time. Well, it is my career high? And I just remember that time being so great because you know my family was there, my girlfriend was there, my wife was there. It was just a great time to be able to do that in front of my friends and my family, and and on my birthday.
0: So you have you have like nowadays you have Giannis, you have Katie, you have LeBron, you have Curry. But who do you think is the best NBA player currently playing?
2: Yikes, yeah, um, that's that's tough. I think. Um, I think all of those guys between Steph, Steph, Giannis, KD, and LeBron are like the four for me. Like at the top of the list. And I think it's hard to um to, to I I don't know. <laughs> um I'm gonna say KD is the most like I really don't. I, I it's hard. It's hard to say. KD because of his size and length and and how much he can he can do on the floor. But Steph Curry's got. The, he he makes defenses scared. You know what I mean? Like the way just from his movements. So it's really hard. But I'm gonna go with KD right now.
1: What do you, what do you think was like your favorite arena that you played in?
2: My favorite arena it was two. I I love playing in Brooklyn. And I love playing in Dallas because it's home. So, like, my my high school coach, my parents, my uh, anybody. Everybody comes to the game.
0: So, we just asked you, who do you think the best is? Who do you think your favorite player to watch is in the NBA?
2: My favorite player to watch is Kyrie, hands down.
0: Who who do you think – like, what?
1: are there any players that you think will remind you of, like, yourself, like, similar play styles that you like like to watch besides Kyrie? Oh.
2: not, re- I mean, not really. I never look at it like that, um, like to compare myself. Like I, I don't know. Like I, like I guess people that like other people watching the game might, but like for myself, I never think about myself when I'm watching. I just kind of enjoy it. How I try to, and try to see the purity of the game and just try to take whatever I can, learning wise, whether it be for myself or if I'm like doing a camp and I'm teaching things. I try to take things that I can always give kids reference to especially now I've been doing more of that. So like, I always want to be able to give a picture of what I'm saying. So I'll be like, Clay, like Clay does this. So you can go look up a YouTube clip of Clay and see what I'm saying. So then we can teach the point. Um, that's, that's kind of how I look at it now.
0: So, uh, what would you say throughout your whole career? Who is your, uh, the coach you enjoyed playing under the most?
2: Oh, um, I enjoyed all my coaches, actually. Um, Jerry Sloan, I, I guess I have to give it to him because he molded me so much. He was the longest um, coach that I had. Um, and I just, I became a man there. Like he he really evolved my approach to the game and the way that I work and the way I looked at the game and just competing. So I have to give it to the, the late great um, Jerry Sloan.
1: Who do you think are some of your favorite teammates that you're still close with this day or that you love playing with?
2: Mm. Um, that Utah Jazz team early, like, that, that came in. We grew together. So, those guys are really – they hold a special place in my heart with Darren and Carlos Boozer and Ronnie Brewer and Paul Mills out Ronnie Price. Like, we were really, really close with those guys. Um, Kyle Corbett was great. Derek Fisher was there for a year, but he did a lot for me. Um, and then now, like, from my Toronto days, Fred VanVleet, Fleet, um, Pascal, OG, those guys, like, I have a real – like, Delon Wright, Pat um, – Jacoperto, like I have a real bond with those guys just from that year that we had. It was really special, and I got to see those guys take steps forward. So, like, me and Freddie still talk all the time. Um, OG is a random guy, so me and OG talk randomly, but um, we have a really good relationship. So um, there's a few guys that I I really – I felt I have real ties that will last for a long time with.
0: So our final question for you is, what is your favorite sports movie?
2: Favorite sports movie? Oh um it's either remember the titans or he got game. it's between those two
0: all right so that's pretty much
1: gonna wrap up our interview if you see jay thank you so so much for hopping on the show we hope you have a great your day thank you
2: yeah man y'all keep doing what y'all doing man you know like keep keep going man guys will people will catch on like y'all young but y'all y'all keep doing what y'all doing Thank, Thank you. you so much. Y'all have a good night.